How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Locked on 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On 49ers. John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco and 49ers pre and post game. Giving me weekdays on KMBR. Weekdays 3 to 7 with Tom Tolbert. Make sure you tune in online or if you're here in the Bay Area, just flip on over. Be down at the Levi's Stadium for Buccaneers and 49ers this weekend also make sure you're hitting us up on itunes make sure you are subscribing giving us five stars telling all your friends about lockdown 49ers as well we've got three downs for you today uh more stuff on colin kaepernick chip kelly has announced colin kaepernick as the starter we'll let you hear from chip's reasoning behind that a change defensively whether it will work or not could depend on saving jim o'neill's job the defensive coordinator of the 49ers we'll give you some news and notes today and then tomorrow, I'm heading down to the 49ers. Uh, Players Day off today being Monday. And then we will, or I will uh, head down there on Tuesday, get you some new players and coaches and the such. I'll do that Tuesday morning and have it for you uh, in the, let's see, uh, by Wednesday morning. So make sure that you tune into the podcast for that. A lot of, got a lot of great numbers for you. And I got a special treat for you in today's featured interview. Greg Cosell has been at NFL Films over 36 years, and all he does is get locked in a room and watches film objectively, does not have any bias towards your players, and uh, talks about Colin Kaepernick and the defense and the overall talent. So I'll do that. He was part of my radio show on KNBR today, and uh, or Monday, and uh, had some stuff to say about Colin Kaepernick, the defense, and the overall talent on the 49ers. So I'll let you hear that. Um, you can hear that podcast at KNBR.com as well. So check that out. All right, uh, without further ado, let's get going. Today's three downs with three things you got to know about the 49ers on Lockdown 49ers right now. Three downs. All right, Colin Kaepernick uh, watched the uh, film a couple of times, saw the All-22, and uh, not impressed. The Kaepernick that I have seen before was the Kaepernick I saw right there. I was pretty surprised on Twitter with the hashtag LockedOn49ers, and your questions and comments, always welcome and actually encouraged at John Lund Radio. Use hashtag LockedOn49ers. A lot of people thought that Kaepernick actually played well. Now, we must be grading on a Kaepernick, or excuse me, on a Gabbert-type curve because, remember, this is the same organization that had Montana and Young. We don't grade on a Gabbert curve around here. Colin Kaepernick was just 5 of 18 in the second half of this game. And, in, and absolutely, this is the thing that did it for me. Well, watching the film did it for me, but this certainly didn't help. Now, remember, a quarterback's job is to throw the football. Remember? Throw the football. So Bill's corner, Stephon Gilmore, after the game, said the following, quote, we wanted to do everything we could to make him throw the ball. I mean, he's an athlete. You can't take that away from him. But when it comes to passing the ball, he can't really throw. We took advantage of that. Is that what you want to hear about your quarterback? He can't really throw? Or how about this? We wanted to make him beat us with his arm, and he couldn't do that. He hasn't played in a year and a half, so we wanted to make him do something he wasn't comfortable with. 
You mean throw the ball at the quarterback position? Look, there was a couple of drops, and I'll, I'll give you this if you're a Kaepernick supporter. There is not very much talent. In fact, there's the least amount of talent in all the league as far as the skilled position players. But go back and watch it. The 53-yarder in the first half that he threw to Torrey Smith, woefully underthrown. Smith made the play on it. Host route, could have been a touchdown, missed the throw. Uh, play in the end zone, in route, touchdown, underthrown. Colin Kaepernick was no different than Blaine Gabbert in terms of his accuracy. He ran for 66 yards, which got everybody excited. Blaine Gabbert ran for 70 in his last game as the starter. Look, time and time and time and time again, we see athletes come into the league, not progress as a thrower, and they're out of the league very shortly. Colin Kaepernick came into the league in 2012, 2013, and teams didn't know how to defend him in every single sport. I don't care, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever the case may be, football. Teams then get a book on you, whatever you can't do, then that's what they will do to you, and it's up to you then to adjust. Colin Kaepernick has not made that, those adjustments. You don't hear those kind of quotes from other players around the league. Essentially, they're saying from the quarterback position where you're supposed to be able to throw from the pocket, one, two, three, hit the back foot, and boom, out, that he couldn't throw the football, that he can't throw the football. He's still got the accuracy problems. His, his uh, overall completion percentage was 13 out of 29. Some people were saying, well, there was a couple of drops, got those tweets. Okay, I'll give you 15 and 29. So he's 50% in a league that demands that you're completing 65 to 70% of your passes. And even the uh, middle to, say, 20th rated quarterback in the, in the uh, NFL is completing 63% of his passes. 50% is a complete joke. It's not the 60s. They're not going down the field. This offense is designed to complete passes to playmakers who then make plays after the catch in space. Gabbert nor Kaepernick is hitting guys in stride. And again, I'll give it to you. These are not the best receivers. But Jeremy Curley can play in the slot. Torrey Smith could be a two. They are dying for number one receiver on this team. And we'll talk about that more in questions. But as far as Colin Kaepernick is concerned, again, looking at the film, I actually didn't like it even as well as I thought the first time. And I didn't like it well the first time. We'll get more from uh, Greg Cosell from NFL Films in today's featured interview. But here is Chip Kelly uh, at his Monday press conference after watching the film, announcing Colin Kaepernick as the starter. Colin, Colin will be our quarterback uh, against Tampa Bay. So, you know, I think there's some things he did on, on Sunday that you can build upon. Um, you know, for his first extended playing time, you know, since last year, I thought uh, there are some real positives there that we need to continue to kind of try to build with him and get him going and uh, gives us the best chance against Tampa Bay this week. What do you like best about what he I think he kept a lot of plays alive, you know, and, and um, you know, he's looking to, looking not only to sometimes the protection broke down, but he kept some plays alive from that standpoint. Um, did a good job, you know, keeping the ball out of harm's way. Didn't throw any interceptions. You know, it didn't seem like there were no balls where you were like, geez, geez, that was a close one. Sometimes you can have a game where you didn't throw any interceptions, but you should have. The defense just dropped them. But um, I thought he did a good job protecting the football for us on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and, again, I think he had, what was it, 88 yards rushing. You know, gave us... 66 or 88 or one of the double-digit number, whatever it was, um, gave, gave us some opportunities there in the run game. Um, you know, so going forward, uh, you know, kind of try to build upon what he did this past week. So. All right, number two in your three downs here on Locked On 49ers. The, let's see, it's Tuesday, the 18th of October. John Lund with you from KMBR Radio. If there's anything worse than what the quarterback play has been recently, it's been 
the defense. Chip Kelly announcing today that he is going to rotate linebackers, and much like rotating his quarterback or bringing a new one, I will say it again, rearranging chairs on the Titanic. Whether it is Gerald Hodges, who didn't play much, whether it is putting Shane Scoven there from uh, from Stanford, who's risen up through the practice squad, they played a lot of Belor and Will Hoyt. And again, I asked Greg Cosell about this, and you heard it in today's featured interview. These guys are not starting inside linebackers in the NFL. Obviously, Navarro Bowman being injured has hurt this run defense, but they were bad even with him on the field. He played against Seattle, gave up a 100-yard rusher. He played, talking about Bowman against Carolina, they gave up a 100-yard rusher. They would be better, but where the problem lies to me is when the 49ers have been good, and most teams that run a 3-4, they've got a nose tackle that can control the interior of the offensive line, tie up a couple of blockers so that linebackers can then uh, zip through gaps or fire through gaps uh, untouched or barely touched, so they're making the plays. And the 49ers, three down defensive linemen. We were talking about uh, Justin Smith being down there at one of the end spots. And they just they could control a few years ago. They could control those gaps. Ian Williams was a major injury to this team. He was a good nose guard who could control interior defense or offensive linemen. They cannot do that. Therefore, the linebackers aren't clean, and they're not very good linebackers to start with. So one of the big stories is rotating the linebackers, getting more guys in there. They can do that all they want. Again, it comes back to, just like the offense, a talent issue. Here is uh, Michael Wilhoyt, inside linebacker for the 49ers, talking about what they need to do moving forward and what they did against the Bills. 312 yards rushing, the second worst total in 49ers history and the most since 1958. It just seemed like when I was out there, honestly, it was just big play after big play. Um, we'd get a couple stops or we'd get something going and then they'd hit a big play on us. And uh, for the most part, it was runs. So um, everybody in here is a man, you know what I mean? Nobody in here is, is weak or soft. Everybody in here is a man and everybody got to step up and be a man and, and accept this challenge and attack it. All right, so there is Michael Wilhoyt again. I don't expect much uh, improvement. They have tried to do some things. They brought in Quentin Dial in place of Mike Purcell inside this week. Uh, again, the Bowman injury, Nick Bloor made 12 tackles, but probably nine were five or more yards down the field. The Bills averaged 7.1 yards per carry against the 49ers, who are dead last now against the rush, 174 yards per game. To put that in perspective, the 31st-ranked rush defense in the league is 147, so they're almost 30 yards worse than the uh, second-worst run defense in the league. It has become a major problem and could cost Jim O'Neill his job. And number three in three downs, give you a few updates on players. No new update on Carlos Hyde's shoulder, although Chip Kelly did say at the press conference today that Mike Davis, uh, who played number two, is going to be the two. Sean Drone is in there, and they may activate Dewan Harris, who's had some success when he was at the Green Bay Packers in the NFL, so it's heightened uh, the need to find out and figure out who is the uh, next man up in case Carlos Hyde can't go on Sunday. Still, Richard Robinson, he's going to be in concussion protocol. The corner, that necessitated Eric Reed actually playing some corner on Sunday, so the 49ers found themselves a little bit short in that regard. And then as far as the other new starter on the offense, first-round pick Joshua Garnett went back and watched the film, and again, I'm no offensive line expert I didn't think he was very good. Chip Kelly called his performance okay. So that was the uh, that's the performance on Joshua Garnett, according to Chip Kelly, just okay. So there you go. Those are your three downs, the three things you got to know about the 49ers on October 9th, or oh, October 18th, 
2016. We'll be getting you ready for the Buccaneers this week, but still a little bit more on the Bills. Before we get to today's featured interview, it's a word for my good friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek. That is the only name you need to know for your seats. Whether it's a sporting event, whether it's a concert, whatever it is you want to go to, SeatGeek has the best seats. How you ask do they have the best seats? Glad you asked. They scour the internet so you don't have to. So you go to their website, you look for the big green dot. That is your best deal. Yellow dots are okay, red dots you can do better. You can certainly still buy the tickets. It's just you're looking for those green dots. SeatGeek does all the work for you. All you got to do is go to SeatGeek.com. Download that app. Put that thing on your phone or your iPad. I'm going to save you some money. Download the SeatGeek app. Go to settings and put in LO49ers. That's our code. LO49ers, as in locked on 49ers. You use that code. You buy your tickets, and I'll save you 20 bucks for my good friends at SeatGeek. Again, get the app. Download the SeatGeek app. Settings. Buy the tickets. Then put in my code, and you'll save 20 bucks. Thanks to my good friends at SeatGeek. Download the app today. SeatGeek.com. Download the SeatGeek app and look for those green dots. All right, so there's my good friends at SeatGeek. Remember to look for those green dots and download the SeatGeek app when you're looking for the seats and just use LO49ers. That is LO, as in Locked On 49ers. Today's featured interview, kind of a different featured interview today. Today's featured interview. It's with my good friend Greg Cosell from NFL Films. He joins me every Monday on KNBR. You can hear Tom Tolbert and I, weekdays 3 to 7, tune in, does a great job. He's been at NFL Films for 36 years, and he's literally, okay, not literally, but he is basically locked into a room, watches film on all the teams. He's objective. He doesn't have a bias against the 49ers or any other team, and he just tells you what he sees. So I first asked Craig Cosell, what was his thoughts on the performance of Colin Kaepernick? After looking at the whole game, which I did, I obviously looked at every play, and I would say that what continues to show is that there's no real rhythm and timing to his play. So the question becomes, can that be developed if he can stay in the same system over time? And whether that happens, I guess no one knows the answer to that at this point. Um, he still remains unrefined and somewhat remedial in the disciplines and nuances of all that goes with playing from the pocket. Um, the challenge for both Kelly and Kaepernick is that no one becomes a high-level quarterback in the NFL due to their ability to run or make improvisational plays. So while we all get excited about those, you know, we had the 29-yard run, and you see those, and you go, wow, that Colin Kaepernick can do that. That's not what raises you to a higher level of quarterback play. Now, he's on a team where they don't have enough at the wide receiver position to consistently beat good man coverage. That's a clear area of need for this team. Um, it won't happen this year. You know, you have to deal with it in the off season. So, but I, but I don't think there was a, a significant change in the way Colin played. And so the question is, can that be developed over time? If chip is the coach over time and they say you're the quarterback. All right. So there is an unbiased, opinion on Colin Kaepernick and if you are a Kaepernick supporter you're saying to yourself there's no one around him and I understand that so I asked Greg Cosell about the overall talent level of the 49ers as you're watching teams across the league because this is this is really the the problem we can sit here and and kind of rearrange deck chairs on the Titanic so to speak but is this the least talented team you see in the NFL the 49ers 
Uh, I would say the 49ers, the Browns would probably enter into that conversation. Uh, but I would say, yeah, uh, you know, again, I, you, I'm, I'm answering off the top of my head, uh, but I would say they'd be in the discussion. See, and I would put the 49ers as the least talented team in all of the NFL. The Cleveland Browns, which Greg mentioned, uh, they've had uh, Terrell Pryor emerge as a wide receiver. Uh, they've got Isaiah Crowell in the backfield, a pretty decent running back. They've got a good offensive line, Joe Thomas. Is a great left tackle. They've got a decent offensive line. Danny Shelton's an emerging nose guard. Uh, they've got you know, obviously they have a lack of talent. They have a lack of a quarterback and some other positions like that. But uh, they are definitely more talented than what the 49ers are. Are the Cleveland Browns? And finally, I asked Greg Cosell the other big question on the 40s right 49ers right now: the run defense. What does he see as the problem, and what can the 49ers do to fix it? They're putting out a defense right now that, by NFL standards, does not have a lot of talent. Yeah. Okay, they're hoping for young players to develop. Um, they're a slow defense right now with yeah. little speed and no pass rush. Um, obviously, when you have to start Ballor and Wilhoyt inside, and they literally played basically every snap, because yeah. they, they, I think they might have played one snap a dime in the game because Tart was inactive and Ward was inactive. So they didn't have enough bodies, I'm sure, in the secondary to do what they might have wanted to do. So they played nickel pretty much, you know, the whole game um, when they went to their sub package. But, you know, you're dealing with with Will Hoyt and Ballor, who by NFL standards at inside linebacker are slow. Mm-hmm. And so this is a slow defense. And it's hard to play when you're in the NFL when your defense is slow. And again, the question comes back to this. It's a talent level question for the 49ers. We are going to beat our head against the wall and say they didn't do this and they didn't do this and why didn't they do that? But the fact is, I think this is the least talented roster in all the NFL. So whether it's the passing game and they're basically 32nd in the league in every passing category or it's the run defense, which they are by far now 32nd, five yards a pop, 174 yards, most 20-yard runs given up, most 40 yards given up, uh, runs given up, all these different things. It is just a question of talent. And right now, it's either underdeveloped talent, where it's uh, guys like Buckner and Armstead, who I expect to get better, or it's just lack of talent when it comes to a guy like Nick Ballore filling in for an injured Navarro Bowman. That's what it comes down to. All right, so there you go. That is today's featured interview with Greg Cosell from NFL Films. Let's get inside the numbers. Inside the numbers. All right, inside the numbers, the first number that pops up is second half for the 49ers the last few weeks. They were only behind in Buffalo 17-13, but 106-66 is what the 49ers have been outscored in second halves of games this year. Remember, they were in the Dallas game, they were in the Arizona game, they actually led both those games early, and in their last three games, the 49ers have been outscored 64-20, in those second halves. Uh, They're the fourth team in NFL history to allow five straight 100-yard rushers, individual rushers. They have done that now, of course. LaShawn McCoy had 140 yards rushing on Sunday. And the 49ers now, after shutting out the Rams 28-zip, they've allowed 185 points, 37 points per game. Only five teams in NFL history have given up more points in games two through six in NFL history. Did I say that? In NFL history, in games two through six, only four teams have given up more points. And finally, 
They are 31st in point differential at minus 58. Only the Browns are worst at minus 63. But remember, they won in week one against the Rams, 28 zip. So in games two through six, their point differential has been minus 86. Now, I'm no mathematician, and I was told there was no math on this show, but that's not good, and that is inside the numbers. Time for your 49ers questions. All right, finally to your 49ers questions. Trent Baalke, always, every single day, I am asked something about Trent Baalke. Now, I will give you this. Maybe it gives you optimism. Maybe it does not, but there are already rumblings now that Trent Baalke's job not only is in danger uh, in the offseason, but actually right now, and the reason being for that is is that the scouts are right right now, and there's definitely a philosophical difference in what maybe Trent Baalke wants in his players versus what Chip Kelly wants in his. Chip Kelly obviously is going to need skill positions uh, in the offseason, and what if, and I know that Trent Baalke has struggled in a lot of areas over the last few three, four drafts, but he has struggled more looking for skill position players than any other position on the field. Remember LaMichael James, remember A.J. Jenkins. The list goes on and on and on, and he's actually shied away from taking them. He hasn't taken a quarterback since 2011. He hasn't uh, had skill position uh, success when he's taken them, and those are really the places where Trent Baalke or the next GM or with Chip Kelly's influence and the type of players he wants he needs. Well, Trent Baalke is scouting a certain kind of player right now, and I'm not sure that exactly jives with Chip Kelly, so there are already rumors that maybe Baalke is out if this slide continues and the 49ers are already at 1-5. I was also asked uh, about the positions in order what the 49ers need. And remember, I, I'm kind of loath to do this because we're six games into uh, the year. They're 1-5. So when people ask me about tanking or getting the first pick or doing these kind of things, I'm kind of loath to do it. But in terms of where the talent level is most needed, uh, quarterback obviously is at number one. A quarterback can just change your entire franchise. You know, people always... Uh, debate whether you take the, the quarterback first. If you can get a great quarterback, you take the quarterback. It changes the outlook of your franchise. Look at Dak Prescott this year for Dallas now that Romo is injured again, or Philly with Carson Wentz. It, you, just, you can go down the line. The Raiders here in the Bay Area, once they got Derek Carr, it just changes the building. So first of all, you get yourself a quarterback. Obviously, they need a receiver. I'd put that second on the list, and they actually need two. They don't just need one. They might need three. Uh, This team is very devoid of talent at the receiver position, and what that does is it shifts the focus of the defense to that player and then makes everybody else on your offense better. It will make Carlos Hyde better because they'll have to uh, cover the back uh, half of the field, which they don't have to do right now. It will make uh, Torrey Smith better because he's more of a two or a specialty receiver. It will make Jeremy Curley, if he's around next year, better because he's not a bad slot guy. You need a one and they need a couple of these different guys, especially for this offense, as as uh, much as they move, as fast as they go. They need to have some depth there. Uh, the third thing I would say is a nose guard. They need a guy who can control uh, the interior of the offensive line and allow linebackers and other players to make plays. Maybe that's Ian Williams, but Ian Williams has been injured the last couple of years. I would take a young one there. Cleveland getting a guy like Danny Shelton out of the Pac-12. It took him a year. But he's starting to be a stout run defender. They need somebody like that. They obviously need an inside linebacker or two. Uh, the guys they have now, whether they want to put in Scove or Hodges or uh, Will Hoyt or, or Belor, any of these guys, they're not 
good. And in a 3-4 defense, the difference between Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman and having none of those guys, look, those guys could tackle so well. They were so fast in this league where short passes and running after the catch are so huge and the 49ers get gashed in the running game and in the short passing game constantly. And it was just a couple years ago they had 52 and 53. They have nowhere near that right now. Uh, fifth on the list, they need at least two pass rushers. Again, we said this all through preseason. Maybe Eli Harold could emerge. Maybe Tank Carradine could emerge. He got an extra year put on his contract. Neither of those guys have shown at all. Ahmad Brooks is the best pass rusher on this team. Aaron Lynch is still rounding himself into shape. you got to have four, five, six of these guys on your roster. Look at Seattle. They're constantly bringing new pass rushers in. Keep those guys fresh. Put pressure on the quarterback. The 49ers need those. So if I was going to go top five needs, and they're all over the field, quarterback, receiver, which they need a couple, uh, nose guard inside, inside linebackers, and pass rushers for the 49ers. I like the secondary. I think the line will be fine down the line once they develop Garnett and Trent Brown to their full abilities. Uh, But uh, there's a lot of needs for talent on this team, so there you go. I was also asked on Twitter, and by the way, hit me up on Twitter, at John Lund Radio. Use hashtag LockedOn49ers, and I hope I'm saying your name right. Nod uh, asked me if Carlos Hyde is okay. Uh, The shoulder is what you're referring to. Obviously, no update, as I said earlier on the podcast, on Hyde's shoulder. Uh, They are stepping up efforts as far as the backup running backs. Chip Kelly talked about that at his press conference today. Maybe they will um, activate Dewan Harris, who has had some success you got Mike Davis there who was actually the second backup Sean Drone so the fact that they talked about that might be bad news for uh, Carlos Hyde he took quite a hit too so I'll keep you up to date on the week on that also uh, tomorrow like I said I'm going down to uh, 49ers practice so I'll keep you up to date on the um, status of uh, Carlos Hyde and then I was asked by Stephen Trujillo uh, on Twitter Uh, he says uh, with the rise of Prescott should the Niners go out and try to get Tony Romo? Uh, to me, Tony Romo is a guy that you go out and you get. Remember, he hasn't been very reliable lately, so you still would have to go get a young quarterback even if you wanted to go out and get Tony Romo. But he doesn't really seem to fit uh, what the 49ers do. And I mean this in not only the Chip Kelly system, but also in terms of uh, I would see Tony Romo on a team that's a quarterback away from being a contender. Uh, If I'm the 49ers, I want to develop my young quarterback with my young receivers. This team's a ways away. Romo would cost you $20, $25 million. He's still got a big chunk uh, of change on his contract. I just don't see the 49ers spending that kind of money on a quarterback unless they were a quarterback away. And we're watching the defense, the run defense specifically. Look, they need uh, interior defensive linemen. They need a couple of inside linebackers. They need a pass rusher. They need receivers. They need a lot, and while Tony Romo is an accomplished quarterback, A, he can't stay healthy, B, he's very expensive, and C, I think they'd rather go with a young quarterback of their own to develop, like Dak Prescott, who, by the way, they took Rashard Robinson at 133, and then Dak Prescott went two picks later in the fourth round at 135. So, again, I don't know that Trent Baalke is comfortable drafting skill position players, which is one of the reasons I think he's going to be out. They haven't drafted quarterback since Colin Kaepernick in 2011, and one of, the, one of the unforgivable things for the 49ers in this past draft is that when you knew you had Blaine Gabbert and Colin Kaepernick coming back as your two quarterbacks, and you didn't want Gabbert on this roster, or excuse me, you didn't want Kaepernick on this roster, tried to trade him to Denver or anywhere in this offseason, so you were going to go into this season with Blaine Gabbert and maybe Thad Lewis, of course, who tore up his knee in the preseason, and Jeff Driscoll, who you took in the sixth round, those are the guys that you're taking. 
And when I say they didn't take a quarterback, I'm talking about the top two, three rounds. I'm talking about guys who can help your team right away. Trent Baalke hasn't done that. You were going to go into the season, if you traded Kaepernick, you were going to go in with Blaine Gabbert as your starter and questions behind that. They've needed to draft a quarterback in the, over the last three drafts, and they knew that Kaepernick wasn't the guy, and they haven't done that. So do I think Romo's a fit? No, I don't think Romo's a fit, but thanks for the question. Hit me up at John Lund Radio and use hashtag LockedOn49ers. So there you go. That is Locked On 49ers for October 18th, 2016. John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco and 49ers pre- and post-game. On the uh, October 19th edition, we'll get a bunch of players. Coaches will start looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis Winston and company coming to Levi's Stadium this weekend, and we will uh, check in and uh, get some insights into that after we put this Bills loss to bed. Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.